Have you heard that bang in the garage in the middle of the night? Could it have been a spring or a garage door has broken? Call the experts at Precision Door Service. Two numbers to contact them. Area code 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. They can always be reached online at precisiongarage-door.com. Those numbers again, in case of emergency, with your garage door, Precision Door Service at 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. You can always get them online at precisiongarage-door.com. Hey, everybody, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. Hey, let's thank our favorite people in the whole wide world before we get into episode four, our final episode, Lord willing, uh, final episode with talking with Ivan. But thanks to uh, our new business partner, Payrock. Uh, thanks to D-Lo uh, Studio Designs. Thanks, Larry and Sandy. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Esther. Thanks, Danielle our favorite people in the whole entire world for making all this happen. Uh, thanks Ivan for sitting in the studio for so long today, man, bearing your, bearing your soul and, uh, man, just opening up your heart and your story. It's, it's, it's amazing what God has brought you through that you are not a statistic of the streets of Chicago, the streets of California, that you're alive. You're not in prison. You're not in the hospital. Yeah. That God has found a way to, what do we say, right? To redeem the years the locust has eaten, mm. right? So you get married. Yep. Marriage falls apart mm-hmm. because you're trying to be God to your wife. And uh, you kind of pulled her out of church. Yeah. You have a daughter, and, and the Holy Spirit spoke through your daughter. Mm-hmm. And that that led you on a descent and the only way you could get out of that was through God. Yeah. Family. Yeah. And we left this last time with you seeing a vision of the the kingdom of God. Yeah. What happens after that vision? So basically at the end of that vision, um, which was crazy because at the end of this vision, I even, so I was such in my early eight stages of Christianity that even saying the word vision, because when I came to, at the end of this vision, uh, God allowed me to just see as far as my eyes can see in the horizon and see just millions of lights coming up to this, you know, building that I'm seeing. And it's just shifting, and I just see almost like a wave, and it's coming at me, and it's almost like scary because of how big it was. Just imagine this crazy light tsunami coming at you, and you can feel the pressure and I remember looking down at my wife, saying, babe, babe. And she's just in prayer, and I can see her. And I was like, this is it. And then it just, and it comes over me. I just felt this. And I, and I open my eyes, and I'm sweating. I'm dripping in sweat. I'm, I'm, I'm 
in Spanish, it's called lagrima, where this this feeling of just tears just come over you. And my wife, and I'm shivering, I'm shivering. And uh, my wife opens her eyes and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just had a vision. And then when I said vision in my head, I was like, what? I've never used that word before. Yeah, so I'm like, a, a dream or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was a dream. And she's like, oh, and she's like, you're good? I'm like, yeah. And then her auntie praying stops and says, in Spanish, she says, Stop. "She said, son, you have been asking God to prove himself to you. You've asked him to show himself to you. God is not wanting me to tell you. What are you going to do next? And I'm like, dude, how did she just pick apart my prayer? This is two months ago. She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't, I don't even talk to this lady, you know. And at that point, I just decided, Father God, I give you everything, you know, like everything. I give you my family. I give you my life. I give you my child. You know, I just, I, I was like, everything that I was, everything that I am belongs to you now. You know, I'm all in, you know, that was my, I call them my anchors. So in my life, I've had a few of these different kinds of visions or, or moments with God that I now have as anchors that no matter what anybody ever wants to say about me or God or, or the existence of him in my life, you remember, you that, can't take that, that away from me. Thing, yeah. it, it happened. Science can't take it away. It happened. It's tangible. God is now so real to me that I'm almost in too deep it feels, you know, like as selfish I can be sometimes or, you know, as much as you can drop the ball on our faith in your walk, God will never, ever not be real to me. And, and, and it can never be gone because I know, I know who he is. I've, I've, I've heard the voice. I've, 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 I've felt the presence, you know, multiple times. And it's just things that those are my anchors. You know, so that keeps me rooted in my faith and that foundation that I'm steady always building because obviously we are always a walk in progress. But going forward, I was all in, you know, I, I'm in. So uh, years later, you know, we go to we go to uh, fellowship now and God starts uh, God starts just audibly speaking into my life. Go home. Go home. So God's God's telling you go home, go home. And, and, you, I, and you know what that means. Yeah, and I'm in, you, I'm that's in, not Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, yeah, I'm in prayer, and I'm just go home. And I just remember this this thing always in my prayers, and I'm like, so I remember telling my wife like, babe, something in my prayer is just telling me to go home. I mean, it's, I know it's go home, and I know what it means, babe. I was like, what would, what would you think about ever like taking the opportunity to go to Chicago? And she's like, heck no. She's like, we'll die out there. It's so cold. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm no, like, it, it is cool. Yeah, man. and I'm like, you're right. So, and at this point, you know, this is fast forward. I've I got my barber license. Barbering changed my life. So let's let's, let, let, let's just stop. Let's just stop here a second. We'll we'll kind of fast forward through this. But you 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 open a barber shop and academy in Oakley in in Oakley, California. Oakley, yeah. California. Yeah, and it takes off. Yeah. So like. You're a young Mexican hipster, street walker yeah. kind of barber guy. Yeah, so I'm 27. You, at the age right. of 27, I opened up at first what was called True Edge Barbershop. So True Edge. True Edge Barbershop was the original name of my barbershop. And uh, and uh, before that, I was working in Antioch, and I had created this whole True Edge thing in prayer, actually. I, I remember uh, one of my brothers telling me, hey, you want you want you have a vision for something? Make a vision wall. So I did that. I am very good at drawing and stuff. So I drew my barbershop, how I wanted it to be laid out. I prayed about names and literally got True Edge Barbershop through a prayer. So I did that. 
you know, when I got the opportunity to, uh, actually my, my brother was the first one to use it. He was like, man, I, I got this great location in Merrillville, Indiana. He's like, I just don't have a name. I don't have all this. And I, so I, I gave him some of my money to invest into it. And I was like, just use Treasure Barbershop. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. All right, cool. So I already had everything structured, website and everything. So he used it. And that was the first Treasure Barbershop. And then about four years later, I ended up having this opportunity through one of my clients his buddy was uh, had a skate shop called uh, Dirty Pirate. It was a skate shop. He's like, he doesn't know what to do with it. They're not doing great, but he's in the lease. You'll go talk to him. He'll give it to you for cheap. I'm like, all right. So I ended up going to talk to the guy. And then on, it's a thousand uh, square foot little spot. And I was like, how much do you want? He's like, dude, just give me like 500 bucks. I'm like, 500 every bucks? Every day, I'll do that I'm like, you day. serious? He's like, yeah, bro, I just needed, you know, he had two two lot, two lot units, so he just was going to use one as his screen printing and skate shop, and the other side as you can use whatever. I'm like, man, I was like, all, all right. right. Yeah, so Better than storage, right? So I didn't even have the money to, like, invest into making it a barbershop. I just was like, how can I pass this up, you know? Like, I feel like this is a moment for me to just take advantage of this spot you know when can and it was a busy street called main street it, it just was an awesome location i'm like okay somehow i need to make this happen and somehow <laughs> we made it happen thank god to you know investors and uh my mom actually uh, helped but i had investors friends uh people donating and and somehow i was able to do it uh but i yeah so i opened up 2015 church barbershop and then in 2018 i remodeled the shop and then in uh, the January of 2019, we decided to change the, the name to Raw Barbers and Company because my wife had uh, created a company doing the microblading and all that, um, and we named it Raw Cosmetics. And then when I decided to become a permanent cosmetic artist as well, we decided to join our company. So True Edge Barbershop and Raw Cosmetics came together to be Raw Barbers and Company. And then a year after that, we started the Academy, um, and, then the, and then COVID hit. Um, so in 2000, October of 2019, we uh, licensed Raw Academy through the state, and um, we had our first couple classes, and it went awesome. I think in those couple classes, we made more money than probably me doing barbering in a year. No kidding. Yeah, it's crazy. But And then all this is out in California. You, you, in and, California. Yeah, and you've yeah. got a brother who's got a, the True Edge in Maryville. True Edge in Maryville. But, but you're out there killing it yeah. with your wife yeah. in True Edge Raw yeah, so now at this point it's Raw Barbers and Company, so no more True Edge. So I basically allowed my brother to just have True Edge Barbershop. But God, but God is continuing to say, "Go home." Yeah, so in this time he was telling me to go home, um, and I remember being to talk, and I, 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 when I told my wife, and she said it's too cold, never gonna happen. I'm like, "You're right. We're doing so great out here. Like it's just getting better. Business is good. Like financially, we probably were in the best place that we've ever been in our whole life, you know." Just bought brand new cars and uh, just everything was good. And it's legit right. money. It's legit. not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Oh uh, yeah, no, me. just barber, just business. You know that was long gone. This is now. I'm in my faith and I'm walking and 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 trusting and God's opening doors and He's, He's giving me resources. Just it was just amazing how God was just pouring into our lives. You know, and we're faithful. We're serving. Uh, we did prayer ministries. We did small groups and. We're doing all these things, and and on top of that, being a barber, uh, that's one of my biggest ministries. Like, yeah, right. I don't hesitate, just like you are in oh, my chair. Yeah. It's something that I I I I choose God every day, but I also ask Him to make way for conversation, to make Him known. Right. So somehow that always happens, you know, uh, and that's happened for a long time. Um, but through this, He kept speaking to me, and then when COVID hit, 
um, it's when he started speaking louder. Um, and, and I remember praying to God that first time saying, look, if you ever want me to go, give my wife the yeah, confirmation, yeah, right. give her the feeling. Yeah, she needs so, to know too. Right? Yeah, so now this is two years later and God's speaking to me. He's saying, go home. And I'm like, oh, this again, you know, like, so I tell my wife again, I said, babe, there's something about Chicago, babe, that I feel we need to give it a chance. And we already had went back and forth of thinking like, okay, maybe we can do it. And then, and our family thought we were crazy out here because we sometimes were like, okay, we're, we're, then we're going to come. And then we, we didn't come. And then we're going to come. And then we didn't come because they didn't understand the seasons I was going through. They thought it was like, you know, come out here because it's cheaper housing and yeah. all that. I was like, dude, that, Something that, you that wasn't even part yeah, of it, you, you know? You don't want to do it. So finally COVID hits and we have this time to just sit down and pray and fast and get in our word and, and, um, and God just speaking to me loudly and I couldn't fight anymore. I was like, I knew that I had to do this thing and I just didn't know how I was going to do it. So finally my wife was like, you know what? Fine. We started getting confirmation from people that didn't even know us. We did a small group on zoom because of COVID and this lady tells us like, you know, this is our second Zoom. She's like, can I tell you something, Ivan? I'm like, sure. She's like, I don't know you guys, and this is going to sound weird because it sounds crazy to me. She's like, but the first time I heard you speak, God is wanting, the Holy Spirit is wanting me to tell you that you are running away from your calling and your purpose, and you need to stop and just dive into the season that he has for you. She's like, so, yeah. So my word, my, she's like, so you need to go. And I'm like, Okay, you know, I was like, you don't even know how much that speaks to my life. So and we got that kind of confirmation from so many people to the point where my wife was like, okay, maybe we should do it. So we decided, let's do it. And we made it for July 2020 to be out here, and we started making our plans, moving company and all that stuff. And in the midst of all that, my niece passes away at 17 years old in her bed, and that just sidetracks everything. And this is— And she lives in California? In, in Antioch, yeah. Oakley and Antioch are very near each other. It's like Dyer and Sherville. How did she die? So she died of a cardiac arrest in her bed. Really? Yeah. So that just, and that that's my godson's sister, and they're like best friends, and it's my daughter's best friend. And it just was, and this is our, our little Leslie, right? Mm -hmm. So when she passes, it was hard. It's because at this point, I'm like, God, you know, we've, we've had many family members die. You know, my brother-in-law passed three years ago, and that was hard, but he was sick. Um, this one didn't make hard. sense. Yeah, this, one, this one just, yeah, this was one of those, like, really, you know. And I, and I wasn't questioning God. I was more like, the enemy wants to do something really bad with this, you know. And, uh, and I knew, we, me and my wife knew right away when it happened, and we were one of the first ones on the scene. And when I saw her in her bed, I just knew that there was something that God wanted to show us in the midst of this pain, that there's a lesson to be learned and that there's, it, sometimes it just sucks, you know? And I knew that this was going to be a season that we had to be here for the family and we had to not go to Chicago, right? Uh, for at least for now. So that's what we did. And eventually, thank God we did not because they couldn't live there anymore. It was too painful. They had to sell the home. Yep. Everything reminded them of her. So they did that. They moved into our house, and they sold the house, and eventually two months later they bought a new home, and then an opportunity uh, came out of that to where they said, move in with us. They bought a huge house, and they're like, we'll give you the master bedroom. We know you guys want to buy a house because we were lining ourselves up, getting our ducks in a row to purchase a home, but we had said, no, we'll just wait until we get to you know Chicago, Indiana, wherever we end up going. So 
They're like, we know you guys want to buy a house. You don't have to pay us anything. We can't repay you for what you guys did. You know, I'm like, we don't want anything back. She's like, well, just move in with us. We need you guys and all this stuff. And it sounded really good. And so we said yes. We're like, okay, yeah, all right, we'll do it. So it was a Monday that they uh, got the keys to go check out the house. On Wednesday, they were closing. So literally that was moving day. So I handed my keys into my landlord. Now we don't have a home. We're, we're moving in. Right. And Monday we go in and check out the house so they can see, oh, we're going to put this here and that there. So we're, I'm at the door and at the door, God says, this is not for you. And I'm like, whoa, I'm at the door. I'm like, I feel so messed up. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news and all this excitement, everybody. So I wait and I wait to get home back to the house and everybody's in the kitchen excited about Ikea and I'm going to do this there. So I tell my wife, I said, babe, I need to talk to you. And we go to the room, to the back room. And I said, babe. I have to say, she's like, don't even say it. She's like, let me guess, Chicago. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I know. She said, when I walked into the master bedroom, the Holy Spirit told me, daughter, follow your husband. I was like, I I just thought about the prayer that I had made two years ago about the Holy Spirit confirming my my wife. And, uh, at that moment, it was undeniable that what God was doing. So I said, you know what? As scary as it's going to be, we need to just go. So we had that talk with them that, that night and told them, like, sorry, guys, we, we can't go with you guys. And they were just upset. They were just like, "How are, you guys are crazy. You guys are going to give up everything you worked for, you know, financial stability, your business, you know. And I'm like, dude, I know it sounds super stupid and, and messed up, but you don't understand that my God – more important than all these things because he is the one who gave me these things. And, and, so, and, 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 and you were you were that convinced it was God. Oh, man, because I'm 100%. This, this is where I stop. I, I get nudges from God. I, I have a, a prophetic gifting as yeah. well. Uh, but I always stop and say, yeah. oh, that's just craziness. Yeah. That's just bad pepperoni yeah. pizza. That's just, I'm, I need some sleep. Yep. That's not God. This is God. Yeah. Stay here in the comfortable. Yeah. Stay here where you have family. Yeah. Stay here where you're making money. Stay yeah. here doing your thing. This crazy idea that you got, that's not God. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew for, I knew for sure, no doubt that it was God calling me to come home, uh, even though it's something that I really didn't want to do. Uh, but I just felt like if I'm going to call myself a man of God, a Christian, um, then who am I to say that I am all these things and not be obedient to what I know he's telling me to do? You know, even as messed up as, as stupid as it sounds to people, I know, you know. So, and at this point, my wife is now like, yeah, we're doing it, you know. So, of course, we say we need a place to serve. We need a place to, to, to fellowship and, and call church home. So we go on to a CLC, or the ARC page, which is, ARC is the, you know, the organization that plants the churches we're part of. So we go on the ARC page and we find CLC and they're part of the ARC. So we're looking at... CLC is Christian Life Center, Tinley Park. Right. right. So we, we look at their YouTube so page. Pastor Jerry McQuay. Yeah. Right. So we looked at a few. There's a few other branches of CLC. And then uh, so we looked at the one in Tinley Park and we're on YouTube. We're looking at the sermon that they have on YouTube. And while we are on YouTube, I see Pastor Sam. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I think it was just the clip art, really. And yeah. I, I just clicked on it. You connected with Anthem. Him. So, so you're 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 in California, yeah. and you're just like, okay, Chicago, yeah. something. You have no idea where you're going to live. You have yeah. no idea what you're going to do. You just yep. know before I get there, I need to know that there is a God community for me to plug into. Yep. So you just start Google searching, yep. uh, Ark, Chicagoland. Yep. Where's the connection? And you pull up Jerry McQuay 
uh, CLC, Christian Life Center, Tinley Park, mm-hmm. and you you stumble onto a plant, a church plant of his, yeah. uh, which was Pastor Sam Hamstra. Anthem Church. Yep. And his CLC, which was Hammond, mm-hmm. and just renamed it Anthem. Anthem Church. So Sam Hamster is a is a young a kid from our from this community from this community, and is actually uh, his father uh, Sam Hamster uh, married my my wife and I twenty six years ago. Yeah. So uh, this is how you and I connected. Yep. Uh, so you you just liked Anthem Church. And from that, did you reach out to Sam or Anthem Church, or you just got in the car with your no. daughter and moved? No. So uh, we had a business. We, we did business through the uh, permanent cosmetics out here a lot. Um, so we actually had a business trip planned for August of that year of 2020. So we figured, you know, let's go ahead and use this business trip to also visit Anthem Church. Because when we found Anthem Church, we're like, and I, and I watched them. Me and my wife watched the sermons for about a week until we're like, you know, where is this guy? You know, wherever he is. We need, I want to go visit him. And we pull up Google and Anthem Midwest, and he ends up being in Hammond, Indiana. And my mom Which is where lives 10 minutes away, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're like, wow, this is crazy. So we end up coming in August, and it was an outside service, uh, outside service because of COVID. Oh, well, COVID. And we're outside, and we do the service. And I remember he, his sermon was based on uh, the story of Moses, and it was awesome. And But at the end of that service, my wife comes up to me crying she says, babe, the Holy Spirit just, conf- just confirmed and spoke to me and said, this is home. And I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, my wife is your saying wife, this yeah. is so, home. Yeah. So, so God says you go home, and yeah. then your wife says we're this home. This is home. Yeah. So that was like, okay. So we obviously were planning our move, so we moved. And uh, the enemy had so many sidetracks. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. Things got greater in business in California, and yeah. it was just getting harder. But we're like, no, no matter what, we're going. November 1st, we got here. Uh, we got here with just whatever we could fit in the uh, in the airplane, just because our moving company canceled our move five days prior to our move. So we literally had to re-plan everything, put stuff in storages and garages of our family, and just come with whatever we could fit on Southwest Airlines for school and all that stuff. Um, so we got here, and it was scary. We lived in my mom's basement for the first uh, five or six months, um, trying to figure it out. We thought we would be able to solidify a job and, and a place to work, and that didn't happen right away, and it got scary. We started living off savings and started drying up, and it just was like, God, you know, like what is going on to the point where we didn't know if we we started having these doubts. And I was like, no, but I know what God said. And, and eventually we're like, man, we just need to get into this place of prayer and fasting. So we went to 6 a.m. prayer that day, I remember. Um and it was a Wednesday, 6 a.m. prayer, and we get there, and we're just in this season of, oh, my God, what did we just do? And Sam didn't know who I was. He remembered me from August, and we spoke for about two minutes right before the prayer started, and he was like, we'll talk after. I'm like, all right. So he goes up there at the end of the prayer, and he made it public, so it's actually on YouTube, and he prays over me and my wife, and you can see in the video, he even says, my, my guy Ivan and your wife, and I was like, Liz. And he's like, Liz. And he gives us his word. And the word he gives us is just this crazy confirmation of stuff he had to know me to say. And it was like God saying, don't worry. Like, you are in the right place. You know, you did make the right move. And it just made me and my wife so bold. So, like, uh, awesome. You know, even though it sucked what we were going through, it didn't feel good. Um, we knew 
for for a doubt. We don't like where we're at, but we're exactly where we need to be. Uh, so we just it, it just did something. So, and I watched that video so much just because still to today you needed to remind yourself. Still right? to today, that's one of my my videos that I watched that it just it, it motivates me and encourages me to know like no matter what it is what what, what we're going through because me and my wife it, we're only November will be a year that we're here, and it's been such a crazy year. God's blessed us. God's opened doors, but at the same time, it's just been so uncomfortable, uh, so crazy. Um, financially, we're nowhere near where we used to be. Uh, so many things are just crazy. But at the end of the day, I've been poured into. I've grown spiritually uh, more than I think I've ever had the opportunity to inside of the church body. Uh, I've been just encouraged and 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 just been given opportunity to the church through our youth pastor. We're serving with the youth. We're doing a actually do a marriage ministry uh, on Monday. So today we got a marriage crew at the house. We're doing love and respect, um, which is the very small group that saved me and my wife's marriages a long time ago. And we had said, you know, whenever we get the opportunity, we're going to do this for someone else. So finally, years later, after not being bold enough to do it in California, we're we're doing it here. So love and respect at our house. We're doing a men's group on Thursday. We're doing youth on Wednesdays. Uh, we just became marriage consultants through Anthem. Uh, so we're doing premarital counseling, you know. Um, all these things are just opening up to us. And then just like these are things that I look back and I never would have thought myself in these places, you know. Uh-huh. It had to be God who aligned these things because half of my friends are dead and in jail, you right. know. And now I have this opportunity to be a man back in the Midwest, back with my family, having my mom come to church with me now calling yourself Christian, right. you know, having my nieces wanting to come to youth group and I'm able to pray over my nieces and, and fellowship with my nieces and have my brothers around me. And even though they're not there yet, man, God's working on them. I'm praying for them and I know what's going to happen. God's already shown me, you know, and, and, and it's just, I know that I'm here on, on a, I almost feel mandated, you know, like my life right now doesn't feel uh, like I'm just living in this place where I go to work and, you're on a mission. It, yeah, it feels like it. Every day feels like I'm under I'm 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 under the gun. You know, like I'm I have to be a living example of what God is and and what He's done and, and who what He can do and what He's still doing. You know, and and I think that is the main thing that God is bringing me here to do is to be an example into the darkness that He took me out of, so that He can bring me back. You know, He gave me the opportunity to go somewhere where I can be distant, where I even in the darkness. And I just gave this word to the youth: is like, no matter how dark it looked, how messed up it looked, He always still had a plan. Well, you know, you know? it was interesting about your story, and and you said uh, the, the the first uh, sermon that you heard Pastor Sam from Anthem Church uh, speak on was was Moses. Moses, yeah. You are Moses, hmm. right? Child who should not have survived. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Moses had an older brother, <laughs> right, an older sister. Yeah. He's the youngest of three. Yeah. And for for a different reason, uh, you know, Moses killed somebody. Yeah. Uh, but he, but he he left. Right. And on his on his journey of leaving, he met a new family. Yeah. And and got married. Yep. And then God called him home mm. with his wife, called him back to where he was raised to set his people free. Yeah. Very much a Moses life that you're leading. Yeah. That God has called you back home to set your people free. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy one, but yeah. And I feel like right now it's only just begun. So Any mistakes? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So many. 
But uh, yeah, so many backtracks, so many. I think when my my brother passed away, that was one of the times that I kind of just started getting selfish, just because that was he was like my little brother. You your know? your oldest brother. No, my my wife's uh, middle you. brother. Yeah, so since your I was fifteen, a lot of my brother in laws there. I met my my youngest brother in law when he was fourth fifth grade. You know, now he's thirty. You know, so. I grew up with him as being my little brother, and I love him like my brother. And it is messed up as it maybe sounds sometimes. I have a closer relationship to my brother-in-laws than sure. I actually do with my actual brothers now. You know, sure. even though I love them and and, yep. and and you know I missed a lot of time with them, but that time that I missed, I actually I had my brothers, my brother-in-law. You know, and and my my middle brother, which is uh, the one that passed away. It hurt, you know. It's, it's. I was there holding his hand, you know, and it, it, it was my brother, you know. Right. So for me, it was. It's very painful still. Did you um? Did you buy a house in Northwest Indiana? Yeah. So I just recently bought in April uh, in Cherville. Uh, and you and you opened uh, your barber shop. That's how I got to, to to know you. Yeah. You opened a shop in Dyer, Indiana. Yeah. Uh. You um. Uh, go to Anthem Church. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Sam and and all the great yes. ministry work that they're doing there. It's an amazing church. Yeah. Him and his wife yeah. uh, are Taylor, amazing yeah. leaders. Uh, we're so excited for them and, and what they're doing. Yeah, brother, I'm so proud of you. It's been an honor to get to know you, to yeah. hear your story, to glorify God in your story, yeah. your Moses-like story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but before we end this, before we um. Uh, turn these mics off and go about our real life. There's a series of questions I like to ask. Yeah. These are the questions that, that James Limp- Lipton asks uh, his interviewees at the end of his interview. So uh, you weren't given these questions before. No. There's a series of questions that we need to uh, end our time with. All right, cool. First of all, yep. Ivan, what is your favorite word? Hmm. Love. Love, yeah. What is your least favorite word? Fear. Fear. Well, we got some of those, don't we? Yeah. Uh, keeping it clean, what turns you on? What, what excites you? Mm, my wife's, uh, the fact that my wife doesn't need me but wants me. Yeah. Well, that's a hard lesson to learn too, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what turns you off? Um, turns me off. Being talked to like a child. People talk down to you. Yeah. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Mm. Uh, worship. Worship, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, chalkboards. Chalkboard, yeah. Other than your current profession, what profession would you like to try? Uh, real estate investment. <laughs> Other than your current profession, what profession would you absolutely hate to do? Oof. Uh, flying airplanes, scared of heights. Yeah, scared of heights. And last, Ivan, if God exists, and we believe he does— what do you hope he says to you when you finally meet him face to face? Good job, my son. Yeah, well done. Well done. Yeah. Good job, Ivan. Great show. 
great to meet you. Yeah. Great story. So proud of you. I'm so hopeful yeah. for you, you and your marriage, your children, uh, the work that you do, the ministry that God has called you to. And yeah. I, I look forward to finding out why God brought you home, yeah. right? Yeah. Looking Me forward too. to that. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Love you. Thanks for coming in. Too, Thanks brother. for checking us out, guys. Uh, I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. This is another 316 podcast. Thanks, brother. Nice job, Ivan. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.